Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yeah, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. And welcome back to One Nation Radio. Um, this is Rich, chilling here with James. Just got done watching game one of the NBA Finals between the Spurs and the Heat. Spurs won 110 to 95. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a great game until, uh, you know, like, they keep on taking a toll on everybody. Right. Like, the position the first half, the first half was about as clean as it could be. The rest are kind of sloppy um, in the third quarter. It let LeBron do a lot of, um, a lot of ticky-tack fouls. Um, but I mean, they were still. It was a good game, very good game. Very good, well played game. The first half, I was like, man, this is awesome. It's just like basketball at the highest level uh, right now in the modern era. Like, not the best part about that though, with the basketball player in the highest form. You notice how uh, you know they had to take Splitter off the floor. <laughs> yeah, like I don't he, think he's gonna he be as bad. Boys. Like we we now have eight games to Memphis, and he just can't be on the board against Miami. He just can't. Like I don't I don't think he was terrible. Like he um he can play in the second unit. Like he he just can't start. Like that, that's the thing. He can't start. Like he just, he's, like but whenever he's the old man on pick and roll or whatever, like he he's dead in the water. The way they the way they um. They sit in the back when they sit in the back with their three on four on uh, pick and roll. Like they're just pouncing on him, right? And he's making bad decisions. Decisions are getting stripped. You saw the way he almost fell down out there. Oh, way gave him the yeah. Yeah, yeah. gave him like a head and like splitter looked like he was um he was out there trying to break dance for a second, like yeah. Um, but to the more pressing issue that's going on right now, you know, immediately uh, social media is on fire. Um, LeBron had to exit the game with um, cramps in his legs, and immediately the Jordan stuff is coming up. You know, Jordan would have played. Jordan would have did this. You know, Jordan played through the flu. What I want everybody to understand is that the flu, what did the flu have, you know, exactly to do with Jordan's legs? Yeah, like, that's one thing people have the misconception of, like, cramps is something you play through. Like, it's fine that some people just have or you know don't understand how like their body works or you know or just you know want to just want to say something about LeBron because they don't like him. But no, bro, you, LeBron is two hundred weighs like about what two sixty five, two hundred seventy pounds, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's a tank. We now we know for a fact that there's never been anybody on a consistent basis that had that much responsibility in basketball for LeBron James ever, um, or the NBA. So kind of ironic. Uh, Looking, looking at his Sorry. team, kind of ironic. Looking at his team. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be easier for him, and like it's it's about as hard as it was in Cleveland. So he has more help, and it's help, it came through and saved him. Like if you can imagine the game six and seven of last year, uh, and he was uh, playing with the Cavs. He damn sure would have went home. Right. He's not winning game six or seven with, without like Wade or Ray Allen or Bosch, but. Um, back to what I back to my point. Like, it's just a him. When you're that size, first off, this entire sport is predicated on how well you run and jump. Regardless of whether or not someone's old or whatever you want to say or watch, da 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 da. 
they still have to run up and down the floor. Right. And uh, when your muscle, your leg muscles don't fire off, uh, that kind of matters. <laughs> and people act like it doesn't, but it does. And it's not a thing of pain. Like, obviously, he was in pain, but you, you saw what happened. He came back in the game, uh, drove, uh, made the layup, um, going body to body against Dion. And he and landed with his leg straight. He landed with his leg straight, and he couldn't run. Like... I, I I don't I don't know what more you know these people wanted to do. Like I saw your status, I liked it immediately. You said, uh, "Dear tough guys, uh, go play basketball against the best athletes in the world when your leg muscles won't fire off." And let me know how well that goes for y'all. And, yeah, and, let, I mean, and let's I mean, say something about this flu game. Like there there's a great chance that man Jordan was just hungover out there, and this is just you know one of these Michael Jordan stories everybody made up. My whole thing is, what does Michael Jordan have to do? With First off, all right. Let's 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 do this, right? We gonna put we gonna make Michael Jordan play a game, a, a playoff game in ninety degree weather, right? In ninety degree weather, yep. or a temp. We gonna have him. We gonna uh, we gonna make him guard one through five, right? <laughs> we gonna make him guard one through five. We gonna put a flight jacket on his two hundred sixteen pound ass and make him uh, weigh uh, sixty. Right. We gonna put a fifty pound flight jacket on and see how he runs around, <laughs> and we gonna and we gonna make him dehydrate. Exactly. And, and we gonna see how well he runs and jumps and does all those Michael Jordan things. That's what we gonna do. Exactly. Um, like, he, look, he's not. We we talked about this plenty of times. He's not. He's just in, in, in basketball sneakers. He's just not. It's ridiculous. He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, pretty much. Um. Yeah. But moving on, talking about the Spurs, um, I think they looked very good all game aside from that, you know, third quarter where they just kept, you know, handing Miami the basketball. But um, well, they were handing the, they were handing it to them in the first quarter too as well. Yeah, um, that's how Miami got up. They like had it not been for Wade turning that ball over, they would have got up on like on a. It would have been a. It would have been nine to two, and they would have had to call timeout. Yeah. Um, Wade looked good. Uh, <clears throat> yes, very good. That's. That's the best I've seen him look being up and down the court. Jeez, probably since the 2011 finals. Man, uh, playing that ace. Yeah, he finally gave it, he finally gave Tim the the the, the dream. Yeah, that was like the first the play of the game. Face. I was like, I was like, wow. Yeah, then he gave uh, then he almost put splitter on his ass with uh with the with the dribble. Yeah, he um he played very well. You saw the one thing that's interesting was um he kept making note of how LeBron called out twice out of the game because you know he, he's a child that had bad cramping. Yeah. Well, Tony Parker called out of the game too. <laughs> well, but no, well, obviously, you know, I didn't know, even but notice he, that. But but Popovich manages their minutes like so well that you wouldn't even notice notice something like exactly. that. Exactly. Because they don't have a single. They only have one guy that plays over thirty minutes a game. Yeah. Like it, that, that matters. And it's a huge difference between someone like LeBron, at, you know, in the playoff game. You know, he's going to play forty, like forty-two minutes at least. You know, Wade's going to play something like thirty-eight minutes a game. You know, Bucks going to play something like thirty-eight minutes a game. Right. That matters. Um, he uh, <clears throat> I, I sent you, sent a text like midway through the third quarter, like when the Heat were up by like seven, and it's similar to the one I sent like um about the uh, the Pacers in game two uh, last year. It was like they're like. They're using all their bullets, like in game in the um, third quarter, while you know the other guys are sitting over there resting. So they're gonna come in and make this run, and then they're gonna be gassed. And that's like exactly what happened. And LeBron going out didn't help at all. They were able to open it up, but Danny Green was like yeah. phenomenal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like, that, that 
had to do with the fact there was a bunch of LeBron was out wasn't on the floor and LeBron's their best defensive player, obviously. Like their two most important defensive players are LeBron and Bosch because of the way Bosch can defend pick or pick and rolls by trap by by blitzing and trapping right. on the side. And how fast he can recover. Um so when one of those two guys are out, it's gonna it's gonna be a problem for their defense. Um, because they don't really adjust their style. Even when Birdman's out there, they still do some of the same things and that's the reason why Birdman's been when they found him off the scrapyard, was such a big deal for them. Right. Um, Duncan, uh, like they just they just started losing track of Danny Green. Like I was, um, Zach Glow wrote a great column about um, last year's finals and what he thought was you know, yeah. the preview for this year's finals. It was explaining how Danny Green kept getting so open, how he kept losing Dwayne Wade yep. um, in the finals last year because it had to do with you know he kept cutting to spots that they say he wasn't supposed to cut to. On purpose, and it took them five games to realize to like adjust to it. <laughs> and, and then, and then you also found the fact that Wade was beat up last year, so he couldn't really chase him around. And he saw, he saw what happened with Wade this year, with uh, in this game. Like Danny Green got four shots in the first what forty or sorry like, thirty six minutes of the game. Yeah, midway through the third. Yeah, like he, he did a fantastic job guarding uh, him. And then he's had to get more – he had more responsibility to take care of and then Danny Green started getting some open shots and he made he knocked him down finally. He was due to make shots, but not – it was almost like a <laughs> – it was like this is the second time – well, not second time, but he's had some gigantic moments in the finals. Right. Like that quarter was nuts. Um, like I was thinking about it. If you – like um, they were showing the NBA uh, – like on their Instagram, they made the NBA Instagram. They were showing like just moments, right? Like the run was like game one, the floater or the up and under shots. I went out the Tony Parker hit or over and around LeBron. Yeah. Game two, the block and the the run. Um, game three, autumn three. Game, and game five was the uh, game five or the game four. Danny, Danny Green and Gary Neal. I think that was game three actually. Game three. Yep. Well, that game when he made all those damn threes. Yeah. He, yeah. So yeah, that and then obviously game six and game seven are their own things. Like that. That's why that series still resonates with people. In fact, that, like there are three classic games inside of there, and like also two other gigantic moments. Right. Of just like that gigantic LeBron run, including that drop, and then Gary Neal and Danny Green, like going all time. We um. Well, we got our first great moment already. Uh, or it's going to be an infamous moment, you know, LeBron ass out of a finals game, you know, regardless of how unfair it is, how he's going to get judged, it happened. Oh, yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah. we saw Duncan, you know, basically he he went all time for him. He was 9 of 10, 21 points, 10 boards, and, you know, they Duncan, he's coming out here, he's coming out here to kick your ass. Like, he has, he this is, you know, the year's, is year 17. How much longer is Duncan going to be around? So yeah, he, he's he about 30, to empty this clip. He's 38. Yeah, he's 38. And Bosch can't do a thing with him. Bosch can't do a thing with him. Birdman can't do a thing with him. He's like, he's dunking out there. Like, Duncan's phenomenal. I felt like they played him about as well as they could possibly play him, too. That's the crazy part about it. <sighs> yeah. I didn't think like, oh, he's going nuts on them. I thought like, okay, he got his point here, he got his point there. Okay, he caught it too deep. Like, you nothing you can do about that. He caught it deep. Okay, he got to the line. Right. Like I thought, I thought they did about as well as you could expect them to do. If Duncan's gonna, you know, make all the shots, 
Like he just got, he just kept getting the ball in good spots on the floor. Right. And like I think they did. I think their team. I think that's what really helped them was the fact that Manu shot so well from three, opened up, opened up the floor for them. Mm-hmm. To where that's what got that's what got Splitter going. They were able to space the floor out because of you know their shooting actually was able to space the floor out for them. So that that, that was big time because if Manu wasn't making shots, like no one else was making shots, and Danny Greedy came through and then you know cleared, basically ended the game. Right, man had that uh, fatality. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow, they got Danny Green at the uh, at the interview right now, and, and you know that that finals interview in the, in the chair with Stuart Scott. Uh-huh. Crazy, they got Danny Green in there, not Duncan, but <laughs> Danny Green. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the, of the Ray Allen dunk? Like that man came out there and turned back the clock. Um, as great as much as I loved it, it was also off his foul. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he uh, gave that man that Bo Jackson stiff arm. Yeah, get off me. <laughs> but you know he's a veteran. He's been in the league long enough to get away with it. You know, and they were letting him play in the first half too. It was it was shocking to see. I'd be remiss was, if if I didn't mention like we kind of touched it briefly. But this fucking air conditioner, bro. Like the the whole it was a, apparently it was electrical failure that caused you know everything to go out. And they said it was ninety degrees in there at the end of the game. Okay. I remember, I don't know, um, after the last finals, we were talking about everything, and I remember with me and you had a conversation, because it, it was almost like immediately after the finals, they said they're going to a one, like they're going back from the, you know, the they're going back to the, for the finals having the old two two one 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 as opposed to the two three two. Yep. And I said to you, like, I don't, I don't care if they have extra, that extra off day, they get the extra off day without space, because always, you know, the games always are, or nowadays, it's always on a Saturday. I'm sorry, a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Sunday. That's not extra off day. Yeah. Like those days are coming. You just y'all, y'all are claiming it's extra off day. Um. So and I say, you know, cause that can you know ruin the fact that like these dudes are going to have more you know mileage in the legs from traveling and being tired. Duncan clean well, right now too. Well, huh? Duncan clean right now too. You got the yeah. edge. We we talked about it on the previous podcast. Yep. But Bruce R look hurt. They got Bruce R asking they got Bruce Ard asking asking questions. He look hurt. You know that man a Heat fan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we were, so you know, that's the reason why we wanted to that's game possibly can. Well you know, the the fact that, you know, seven being seventy degrees inside the stadium with, you know, twenty some odd people or eighteen some odd thousand people in there, it kinda matters. It kinda makes it, you know, Harder to play basketball. All that body heat, you know, all those, all those, yeah. all those fat San Antonio women that, uh, you know, Charles Barkley said was in there, you know, taking up space, you know, <laughs> breathing all the air, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I just think. Uh, Do you think uh, Spolster got, needs to manage their minutes a little better? I mean, what a, what a choice they have to play lineups like. You had Chalmers, Chalmers wasn't getting all that bad foul trouble, and maybe they could have spared them some, but the team is their team. Like, Fatty looks looks to be done. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you know that man already that, has a deal to, to become an analyst next year? Yeah, or, for, or for the college, college basketball for ESPN, you asked about it. Yep, already, look, that man is looking far down the road. Yeah, I think, I think, and I think he's really... Okay, I really think he's um really 
you know, kind of, he only has so many people he can play. Like, think about it. He has to start, he has, he had to start Rashard Lewis yeah. um, for space and everything. He had to see how Wade was going to feel. If Wade's not having it, they, you know, they need as many shooters on the floor as possible. Um, like, Chalmers, like, I, I really think, you know, the fact that Norris Cole is playing so well is really messing with him right now at this point. And Norris Cole has, you know, for most of the season seems to have, like, he's coming for a Chalmers spot. Like, I think Chalmers really feels that he's not going to be back next year. He might not be. Um, he's probably not. And I think, that's, I think that's really affecting him. Like, I mean, you got to think, they had to take him out and put in Norris Cole um, to try and stop Will Stevenson. In game, what's that, game five? Yes. Or game four? Game five, I believe. No, nah, I thought it was game four. I thought, I thought it was still, yeah, because the uh, Patriots won game five. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the ESPN crew right now. They still got them in, doing all the post game in there. It's still hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that ain't easy, man. Like, like, a lot of people missing the point on what's actually going on. In there. Like people think, oh, well, I played outside. Well, I played outside, you know, in the heat in the summers. Everybody Especially else like, did I'm, it. I can ask someone right now because you know, I'm, you know, we're from, we're from, or you're not, but you know, I grew up in Central Florida. I played ball in the sun. Yeah, I understood that. Yeah, these professional basketball players that play in controlled elements, such as it's going to be seventy degrees and there's not going to be fucking wind blowing. They, so they know that's going to throw off their game. Like, or maybe not throw out the game, but that will affect their game. And it obviously it did. You saw how Tony Parker was blowing up out there, looking like he was also warrior running through running through the tunnel. <laughs> like you saw, you saw LeBron. You know, as you, as you call him the tank. Yeah, but you know, like <laughs> you know, no limit. Uh. Yeah, you saw that man lead the game or miss a couple shots. Look, back, look like he's in pain taking shots. Call out. Go back in the game. Make a driving layup going body to body with a with a this gigantic dude named Diaw, and then come down flatly and like, yeah, man, I, I my legs gonna fire off. I'm done. Like it was, a, it affected everybody. Whether now, now, you know, stuff affects people in different ways. I don't, I don't think anybody like, else cramped up. It was just LeBron. Now, the thing with LeBron is, he now has a history of cramping up at an opportune moments at the end of yes. the finals games. Is now. this something like? I mean, is, is I think this goes like you know. On his, you know, whenever we're talking about LeBron, be like, okay, yeah, he had a problem like with cramping, but is I don't know if it's gonna be an out, you know, is it is gonna it, it's hard to it's logical to defend, but it's also easy to attack, you know. Oh, like if they lose, like if they lose in Game Seven, like oh, well, LeBron had to cramped up in Game yeah. One, like ninety fans be like, well, we lost the best player in the world because he cramped up because your fucking stadium was ninety degrees. Yeah, like. Or do you say, well, also if you're LeBron distracted, you'd be like, well, you just had a mental toughness to the battle. Your legs not doing fast. Michael Jordan would never. Michael Jordan never cramped. He would take care of his body better. Something like that, I guess. I that's what that's what it would be like. That's the question. Like, how how is LeBron taking care of his body? Like, you know, uh, what's <clears> what's his diet like? Um, what's he? So, uh, how much water is he drinking? Like, if you're the Heat training staff, like, don't you have to like come up, isn't this priority number one? We have to solve this well, problem? Well, this is the thing for me. I remember reading a story about LeBron, how LeBron would drink an extra gallon of water for the playoffs because he, and I remember it was like years ago, this was back when he was in Cleveland. And he said, and, uh, he, said he would drink an extra bottle of uh, 
he would carry a, a jug of a, a gallon jug of water with him. And and uh, people asked him during playoffs, why are you carrying a jug around me around all the time? He said, well, uh, the playoffs, like the playoffs, I sweat up. He's like the playoffs bring a different type of sweat. He said it like that being funny. He bring playoff sweat, and he said like I sweat so much that I always drink an extra gallon of water. Now. Keep in mind, LeBron's put on even more weight since he was even in Cleveland in the playoff days. Like, LeBron back then was, you know, probably in the 250 range. Now he's damn near 270. So, um, maybe, I don't know if it's a thing where he needs to drink more. Maybe they should, like, not play him. Because you know how Spolcher does. Spolcher does the same thing that Mike, we used to talk about that about Mike Brown for. You play LeBron, you take, or you sit LeBron for the first four minutes of the second quarter, you bring his ass back out, he just, that means you just play 20 minutes of the first half, and then you run him out there when, and it, and it's, if it's a crunch, a close game, and yeah. then you run the whole entire second half. You play the 44 minutes with all that responsibility, like, yeah, like, you can imagine, like, this not going so well. I, I I hate to interrupt you. I just seen a meme. It had LeBron on the bench with his eyes closed, like, you know, laid out, and it was like, pop the molly, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. Now the thing about now the thing that I thought was crazy. The memes are gonna be me, epic. Second. I said like, the memes are gonna gonna be unkind. Yeah, probably. Um, they got they the got one thing, with LeBron with Midol and all that. Yeah. Now the crazy thing for me that that I can glean from this is the fact of uh, they. When I when I first watched the game, I first watched the game and it, and you know, Bosch and Wade, you know, their minutes are pretty in the first half or first quarter. They generally, you know, but they basically sit at the same time. You know, like both basically like the about like the six minute mark, they both sit down or whatever. So they kind of get ready for, you know, or the sixty four minute like the four minute mark left in the first quarter. They both go sit. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, you know, they'll come back first for the beginning of the second quarter. Well, um, I remember looking and they showed like a clip of them two sitting next to each other. And I thought to myself, damn, like Wade and Bosch are really sweating. And then you find out later, oh yeah, it's 90 degrees inside the stadium. Like yeah. you could tell that, it, you could tell. Like you didn't see Tony Parker getting kind of red and flustered. Same for Duncan. At, I saw Ginobili, I noticed it on Ginobili when he put that towel on his head. And then these boys were sitting out there with ice packs on the back of their necks. Like that that's not no normal shit. Like, you know, people wanna you know, they wanna run them out, well that's how it was in the eighties. Well we've come a long way since then. Like ain't no, wasn't none of them guys out there playing, you know, then. Those are different circumstances. You also you wanna know what they also didn't, you know, do in the eighties? They didn't play defense. So <laughs> Um It's like it's like they gotta let this generational shit go eventually. Yeah. Like that's, um that's- True. I, you know, I'm, you know, I hadn't went on the record. You know, I told you I thought Spurs in six. Uh, we'll see how it goes. You had Spurs in seven, uh, but the Spurs are looking like a tank themselves. Um, they just got to watch their turnovers because the Heat know how to defend them. And that's another thing. I think they were. I think it was so hot. There were a lot of sweaty palms as well. Like they kept missing it. Um, in the game, and I kept, I, and myself like, nah, bro, it doesn't really happen that much, whatever. And then, like, the way people just slipping and sliding over the floor, like, kept going, I'm like, yeah, man, like, it's it's worse than I'm giving it credit. Like, they they might be onto something. Like, it's really bad. This is like the air conditioner game. Yeah, like, it's well, gonna go down as that. Like, well, when, when Simmons writes the next well, book, 
I think they're going to remember this as the LeBron as the crap game. Like, at first, and I thought, oh, he thought game four, um, game four in 2012 finals was going to be considered the crap game, but now this is like something else now. Because, like, this is almost like a foreshadowing thing. If they lose, they'll, if they lose the seven, we'll always come back and say, like, LeBron cramped out. Yeah. And now, that, they, that would, that would be if unfortunate. If happen to win after this, then like you know, maybe we do something that was always the old wacky, the old wacky game. But yeah, you know, like that we'll that, would, that, would, that would be unfortunate if it like if this kept plaguing him throughout the finals, which would that would that would that would be a really cruel you know thing to to watch it end. Like even you know, I'm I'm like the I'm not the biggest you know LeBron fan and all that, but. You know, I wouldn't want to see the man not, you know, get a fair chance to defend, you know, his shit. Pretty much, it's like, uh, uh, like that. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, like I don't think it'll be much of an issue to where like he won't be able to like he maybe will be affected, but I, I think they're gonna put so many IVs and then give him so much stuff, and then we're like, this will never, this won't happen again. Shit, I'm drinking a and bottle. Especially the fact, especially especially because they don't be playing in either weather ever again. <laughs> Shit, I'm drinking a bottle of water right now in fear of cramping up, you know. Hey. Dude, that's tough. Now, earlier today, me and you had a conversation about all these all this crazy stuff that's happened in NBA since, like, Stern left. Since what? Uh, since, Stern t- since Stern retired. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you wanted to bring this up on air. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you got, you got Sterling and his racist comments. You got Mark Cuban, you know... Saying, saying whatever. Uh, and then we got Dwight so, Howard running around with little sixteen-year-old girls. Yeah, you got that allegedly. And now, and now you got NBA Finals inside the building in 2014 with no damn AC. David Stern got out just in time. That man, that, that, that dude's like the jerk. Is like hell yeah. By the way, like I just, I just like that. He just basically like so. He's so so limit. Like, <laughs> like that man, that, that, that man pulled out a, a a list out of his back pocket. Oh yeah, by the way, you gotta fix all this, you know, before you take over, <laughs> before it's yours. Um, uh, what the fuck is Dwight Howard doing, bro? Hey man, uh, I didn't really want to talk about that, but um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll see, we'll find out. Look, I just, I just hope it's all a, a great big misunderstanding for his own sake, because if not. It's gonna be ugly. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, all, all I'll say is this: for those that don't know, we're not gonna really get into it in detail. All I would suggest you guys do is uh go on Twitter and uh type into Howard and uh you know scroll like the next like the last day. Yeah, Dwight and, Howard uh, cheating, you know, Dwight Howard girlfriend, any of that. Dwight Howard high school. Anything, and, yeah, and you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll see the memes and all that kind of stuff. And you ain't really have to like, you know, look too much up. All you do is look at the memes and know what what it is already. So, you know, we'll leave you with that. Like y'all ever do watch that whatever you like? Y'all ever watch uh, Dateline MSNBC with uh, Chris Hansen? Then uh, y'all know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but um, Spurs won Game One, one ten ninety five. We're going to try to go ahead after each game and recap, you know, immediately after just to get our reaction like these short podcasts. 
Hopefully you guys, you know, enjoy them. Um, I know, you know, it's quite taxing to watch all the ESPN ones. You have to, you know, go through commercials. You have to wait for all the interviews. They cut them off halfway. Just throw this on and then, you know, watch it later. So, but uh, James, anything else you want to add before we uh, get up out of here? Uh, yes. Um, the Heat have to win game two. Ray Allen missed. A, a world of, of open three-pointers. Yes, he did. That, that was one other thing Yeah, we didn't talk about. He was way too open tonight. Way too open. But um, Yeah, we'll see how these teams adjust. Like, I don't really think... I don't really think we'll be seeing too much more splitter. Right. I think he'll do... I think I think Pop will do the splitter what, uh, what we always wanted uh, Scott Brooks to do to Perkins. He just did his ass down. <laughs> Like, I feel Sit like they might down. play him the same way you played him in Game Seven, where he's like, "Yeah, you play. You're playing like five minutes." Get down on the floor. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't have you. Like, I got a, I got a finals one. I can't be out here, you know, trying to stroke your ego. You're not playing well. Sit your ass down. <laughs> you get the ball. You get the ball stripped out of your hands. You're getting blocked. You know. In the hey, quick question. Soul crushing block. Is the the greatest block in NBA history? Oh my gosh! There, there's a chance that you could, you could argue that. Like, hold on, I'm trying to it's think. Of, I'm, yeah, I'm trying it's to think of something. Finals. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, the finals. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head that, that's up there with that. Huh? I, I'm usually kind of, I'm usually pretty good at this. Um, let's see. I'm scrolling through the 70s in my head right now. I'm scrolling through the 60s in my head right now. 80s? Uh, oh, they got they got shots off. I want to say the the Pistons got a shot blocked once. Um, then we sure. Oh, um. No. Oh well, yeah. You know the Charles Smith game. All those blocks in a row. Oh, when Charles got block slash foul like four times in a row. Yep. Yeah. And, then, and, and then after he finally got the ball, the clock and ran out, and then he spiked the ball. Yep. Like he was Randy Moss scoring a touchdown. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's up there. Uh, those were blocks. Not those were blocks. Plural. I'm talking about one singular block. <laughs> oh man. I'll, Oh man, I I don't know. That that could be the greatest block in NBA history. It could be. I had we'll have to come back to that. Like I, I got a feeling I'll text you tomorrow and we'll be like, oh yeah, duh, like something else. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could say Bosch's block on Danny Green at the end of Game Six in overtime when they had a shot to, yeah. uh, to, to go ahead from that three, but Bosch block, blocked the hell out of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. But I mean, like that shot was just always like the shot. It wasn't like, oh my god, like it wasn't like it was like, bro, like the entire everybody watching that game was like it was like a seismic moment. Everyone, everyone knew when it happened. Like everyone was like, whoa, yeah. Like because they initiated that run, and remember they started the whole talk of you know, especially when um after the Ginobili game, when we all started saying, you know what, bro, maybe you look at the numbers, you start thinking to yourself, hey, bro, maybe uh. The Heat are better off not playing Wade in this series. Yeah. Remember that discussion? Yeah. Remember that? And then he came out there in game four and went all time. Suck Bro. 
Wade Wade from game four on in that series was at, was ridiculous. He's I think he averaged like twenty five. We just don't remember it. I mean, why would we anymore? Well, I mean, they won the finals. <laughs> That's why. Well, it's it's, it's going to be kind of is is LeBron, man. Like, all right, LeBron, LeBron ain't winning this title. LeBron ain't winning title. Uh, Last season, when I, if Dwayne didn't show up, I know that yeah, much. Yeah, that's true. Or or Ray Allen, or you know anybody else. But no, uh, I'm talking about specifically game game seven. Wade, like them boys, would not have had that lead without Wade. Man, the Spurs are six and zero all time in NBA Finals game ones. I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds cool. I mean, I guess that means they they come in more prepared than everyone else. I don't know. Yeah. They, they, look, they damn sure didn't play play like it. So LeBron sat down, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's gonna wrap up One Nation Radio. Make sure y'all keep subscribing. Um, check out the Wale interview if you haven't heard it. Uh, all the wrestling listeners. Um, hopefully, there's some crossover. You know, with you know, there seems like our numbers are pretty similar. So um, you know, keep enjoying the podcast. Keep hitting us up. Um, this is One Nation Radio. Later. Peace. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.